you so much for joining me today. I'm Shelley Kino, and this is Hashtag No Limits. On Hashtag No Limits, we talk about people that society has put limits on, but who have busted through those limits. Ophelia says in Hamlet, we know what we are, but not what we may be. I believe this to be true and that there is no better example than the caterpillar turning into the butterfly. The caterpillar literally dissolves and its cells reform into a butterfly. As the butterfly emerges from the cocoon, it has to struggle in order for its wings to be strong enough to fly. In life, and like the caterpillar turning coming out of the cocoon, this isn't easy. But when we believe in ourselves, and when we have a great support system, we can accomplish much more than anybody thought we might have been able to. And that brings me to my guests today. Today, I am joined by mother and son, excuse me, sorry, I lost my breath, Crystal Lynn and Alex. And I'm so thankful that they are here with us today. I met them, oh gosh, probably 10 years ago through um, a therapeutic writing center near both of our homes. And, um, and then we had a mutual friend that helped us even more get to know each other. And I'm so thankful that she did that. That's our friend, Michelle. Um, and so Alex and Crystalyn, thank you for joining me. And just tell us a little bit more about yourselves. Hi, I'm Alex Egan. I'm a, I'm a 10, almost 10 year Special Olympics athlete. And I've been a global messenger slash slash athlete leader for almost nine years. When I started, it was Global Messenger. Now it's Athlete Leader. Okay. I'm a Germantown Elementary alumni. I'm a Central High School alumni. And now I'm a KC student in the Cyber Defense Program. And I'm a D2 cross-country runner. All right. So for anybody who doesn't know what KC is, um, that stands for Kaskaskia College. College. Yep. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. Crystal Lynn, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm primarily a stay-at-home mom of four boys. Alex is the oldest. We have a 14-year-old, a 12-year-old, and an 8-year-old, all boys. So our life is crazy and chaotic and lots of sports and lots of uh, Legos for the younger guy and computers. <laughs> if the cyber defense and Minecraft, it seems to be our life here and among us. I'm learning all that. Um, <laughs> I'm a yoga teacher part-time. I ran solo homes back in the day, many, many moons ago. I was also a preschool teacher. So early childhood is um, part of my degree. I have a business degree. So um, I'm a jack of all trades. <laughs> I just, you are. You know, so um, yeah. and we're also beekeepers. That's our other job. Yes. So, and their honey is amazing. Well, thank you. So um, <laughs> we, I organize chaos. I say that's about what I do. That's kind of my job and my role. And also I'm an advocate and um, a volunteer with Special Olympics too. So um, I'm actually on the committee with them. And um, so you'll find out even more through that, that Special Olympics is very near and dear to our hearts. So I bet. Um, I bet. that's kind so, of like my other part-time job, I guess. Yeah, I'm sure. So Alex is your oldest. Um, Correct. So when Alex was born, um, what was it that made you think he isn't developing like I thought he should be developing and approximately? Well, <laughs> I'll just stop <laughs> you there. So a lot of people don't realize, and maybe you don't. Um, Alex is actually my child of heart. He's my stepson. Oh. And I have raised him since he was about after two and a half years old. So that's I about when I did that and I forgot. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. But honestly, we found out a lot of people don't know that they no, they know. They actually think I might be the mom and Craig's the stepdad, or that he was ours and we got married later. Like <laughs> <laughs> we just have never acknowledged that um, his mom is involved, and um, we've always agreed that we would get along for the sake of Alex. Um, and but. I entered his life in about 18 months. And that's when Craig reached out to me um, because I ran solo homes and I was a preschool teacher out in California. We had a lot of mutual friends and Craig was given the diagnosis at 18 months by Chris Rivera. He wasn't talking. He had walked kind of with a different gait 
not making eye contact, not babbling words and didn't want to eat food. So that's when I entered because they were trying to figure out, was this the right amount of services and things like that. So I entered the picture about there and um, fully came in after two, almost three years old. So with um, all of those symptoms, he was diagnosed at that time with autism, correct? Correct. And once Craig had that diagnosis, and you came into the picture, did that change anything? Well, I'm sure it had to, like you said he was getting services. So did his services change based on that diagnosis or did everything sort of flow as it was? It it flowed because he kind of, we suspected that we went through um, Cardinal Glennon and um, the first steps, Community Link is amazing. I praise them night and day. We had a team of therapists that came several times a week, whether Alex liked it or not. And um, he started going to um, school actually at age three, two through Aviston and um, continued speech at Germantown and then went into the pre-K program. So I joked that he actually had to work more in his life in those first five years than any of us have to work after. Like, yeah the amount of ABA and ground theory and the therapies were hard. It, it was trying for his little body. And um, I am a big component for early intervention. He doesn't remember any of this. We were going through some pictures no, and he has no idea. Nope. <laughs> he barely remembers um, Aviston. He just remembers the bus ride. He liked the buses. <laughs> so, we were talking about that. I mean, we pushed, we pushed hard. Um, and we, he, he was at a pre-K in the morning, a pre-K in the afternoon. We enrolled him with um, a special one. Ironically, she teaches at Germantown and is actually has taught all my boys now. So <laughs> um, Becky Hitpass had um, taught privately. And so we had on top of his early childhood in the morning, in the afternoon, we put him in there just so he could have a little bit different, you know, inclusion with other individuals besides Mm -hmm. just living in the special ed world. So we did that and she was more than accommodating and I praise her daily. She is one amazing teacher. And, um, we were talking about it. Germantown at the beginning was not a beautiful thing. I'm not, I love Germantown now. Everything changed once Robin Becker came at the helm. Yeah. We had two different superintendents that we had to fight pretty hard for. Yeah. Um, they almost didn't want him at Germantown and it was tough. But I will say the bullying and that stuff stopped once Robin walked in that door. That is awesome. And there was a time that we were considering our kids no longer being at Germantown. It was to that point um, in the early stages. Um, And I'll say she changed everything around for the better. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. um, Early early intervention. (laughs) Like a lot of early intervention. Yeah. And, and having administration that understands and is supportive of the population of the school that have unique needs can make a world of difference. It, it really honestly can. So Alex, um, I know that you're going to read a speech in a little bit that you have written and, and you've read before. Um, and that's going to talk a little bit about this question that I'm going to ask you now. Um, Mom just talked about some of the bullying, and you happen to mention it in your speech. Would you share, and if you, if you don't want to, because it's, it's so personal, I understand, but can you share some of the things? Because maybe there are people out there who don't realize that this is happening. And so if you had examples of what bullying looks like or what it was to you, maybe others would recognize it and help stop it. Being locked in a bathroom stall for about 
15, 20 minutes. And then I do remember there's a couple of instances that I actually don't remember that I was reminded of last night as we were writing a speech. First of all, I have to give credit where credit's due. I, I was helped with a speech by speech coach mom. <laughs> the jack That's of all trades. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not gonna take I'm not gonna take full credit if I didn't write it. Well, I wrote some of it, but she yeah, wrote you're fine. Yeah. She, you're fine. She was the back engine behind most of it, so. All right. Well, that's good. That's good that you acknowledge her and that you know you have that support from her. Um, and that was something, you know, that, that I mentioned at the beginning, that, you know, when we have a support system around us, we can accomplish a lot more. And, and not only has she been your support, but if there's time and we get to talk about a time when you were a support of hers, um, you, you know, you guys have definitely been there for each other. Um, right. So did you want to share either of those other instances of bullying that you just said you remember? You remind me last night of a me being a, I I first baseball I cannot hit worth a crap. <laughs> I'll just put it it's not his favorite sport. Okay. <laughs> so I so when I was younger I was hitting off T they all called me cheater and I mean. I mean, when you're younger, you should have fun out. Now, older ladies, I know it's not, but when you're younger, you should be able to have fun and, and be sadly, out there. The incident here, it wasn't even kids that were doing it. It was parents. Oh, and that yes, makes it, it worse. It does. It does. Um, I Every year, I keep hoping. Um, he has friends that are older than him by 10 years, and Alex talks to the story with his friend about the challenges he went through. And then he has another friend that's 20 years older and they talk about the challenges that they went through and it's gotten better over the years, but they still have that common bond. It's not where we need to be. Right. And that is one of the reasons why I do this, to be honest with you, is because I'm trying to get people's perspectives changed. Um, That we are, are, are all in a different place developmentally at all times in our life and where somebody is is not a reason to poke fun or be mean or belittle or even to place a limit um because we don't know what tomorrow holds like ophelia says whether that's in a positive thing or a negative way i mean i interviewed a gentleman last week that one day he was a college athlete playing baseball when he tried to to turn a triple into a home run he became a quadriplegic after that. So, I mean, his, you know, kind of went the opposite way. So we really don't know. And, and honestly, every one of us is one breath or accident away from becoming someone who is unique in our, in our learning. Um, I know, you know who this person is, but I want to post this anyway. Um, Elaine Robbins. Alex (laughs) is an amazing man. Um, So, I'm glad to hear that things got better for you. Um, you you have a younger brother who participates in Special Olympics with you. Is that correct? Yeah, a young athlete. Yes, that's Asher. Okay, and then you have and Anthony does. And Anthony is a unified part partner of mine. Oh, okay. So, so he and I, he's the Rocket League master. So we so dur- during the COVID nineteen they invented a new way for us to be involved. So they started eSports. He and I played a Rocket League together and clear, clear, clearly he has more time than I do. <laughs> <laughs> He's out here doing all the stunts and flips, flipping it into the goal, and I'm just out here trying to figure out what the heck I'm doing. <laughs> I'm with they you. Do well. I'd they like, do well what button am I supposed to press to do yes. that? <laughs> That's me, actually. But <laughs> yeah, I I've had a couple of nieces and nephews that have you know, hey, Anastasia, come play this game with us. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not even gonna try because you, we would spend so much time having you explain what I was supposed to be doing. <laughs> it wouldn't be fun. <laughs> He's also been a unified partner with Bocce. Yes, he has. So um, Special Olympics does an individual with an intellectual disability and pairs them with someone who doesn't and um, on different events. And we have unified schools 
Um, Edwardsville is a big one around in our area that um, they compete. They have a soccer team. I think they have a flag football coming in. And um, so they play with individuals who have intellectual disability and individuals that don't. And so it's a great new partnership trying to go for an inclusion revolution. That's what um, my favorite phrase, and Alex has a different one. Choose to include. That's his favorite. I like them both. The inclusion so. revolution and choose to include. Those are awesome. I, I may start um, sharing those and using those myself. So the reason I was asking about your siblings is um, when you see your, your siblings going through school, how do you think that what they're going through is different than what you went through? And do you think that's because of your autism and your intellectual disability, which we haven't talked about yet? It is a bit different. I mean, do you think it's easier for them or was it easier for you? I really don't know. I can't say for myself since I don't, I'm not them. I don't, I, I don't, I don't have a camera on them to see what's going on, right? I mean, which I'm not going to, because that's obviously, but I mean, I've heard a little bit, but I can't exactly say, I mean, mom might know more than I do about it. I, I feel because they are sporty children. The first two do have it easier. Okay. Um, there is a big push in society and both of my boys are athletically gifted. So I, I do feel in ways they have made it easier. They also followed Alex's footsteps. So, um, you know, Alex also works with the school that they're at. Right. So, oh. um, you know, there is a following there and Alex's classmates knew who they were. So they kind of were little rock stars when they came into school. <laughs> so, you know, I, I've always said Alex is the best, the best. And I, I'm serious, the best big brother. Until about age five, though, he doesn't like them because they get sassy. But <laughs> as a baby, I mean, he coddles them and protects them and plays with them for hours. And yes, my children fight. I'm not going to lie and say they don't. But Alex modeled such amazing love into them and such amazing great language and got to their level that Alex taught Anthony to be a big brother that way. Oh, that's so wonderful. Anthony did that to his brothers. And yes, they might lose their mind, but I hear not as much as I hear from other people. They really lift each other up and support one another. And they all think of the moon of him. I mean, especially Asher. I think yes. you laugh that God planned Asher for him to be Alex's buddy because the middles are so close in age. They, of course, are like twins that aren't twins. But, you know, it's a great dynamic to have. So it's a blessing. Um, and I think in some ways, Alex did a lot of stuff alone. Yeah. Um, and the boys have a brother. They have a big brother. So I do feel that in a way with the sports and just with the support they've had, that they have had an easier path. Okay. So funny. Asher, Asher does the exact same things they did to me when I was, uh, I always sometimes have to remind them of that. <laughs> <laughs> like what? They were complaining the other day that um, Asher was do annoying them. I'm like, you guys annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a typical multi-sibling family right there. <laughs> um. So you've talked about it quite a bit, um, the Special Olympics, and I do want to to start talking about that. But I did want to make sure I touched on something. Um, a few weeks ago, I interviewed Coach Short, and I told mm -hmm. him that you were going to be on today. And um, he was very surprised when I said that you didn't talk for a long time. Um, 
And he says, he laughed. He says, I find that hard to believe that he didn't have anything to say. <laughs> I said, well, I didn't say he didn't have anything to say. He just didn't talk for a long time. So how right. old were you when you first started talking? I'm sure you probably don't remember, but. No, I, I have no idea, to be honest with you. <laughs> so Crystal Lynn, how old was he? He was in kindergarten, so about five. Um, he, he copied you. Okay. About age three. Um, he didn't eat solid food till he was three. Um, a lot of tongue issues just wasn't strong enough. So with a lot of exercises with that, um, he loved Kenny Chesney when the sun goes down. I still do. And (laughs) that's, he would sing that with you and you could sing that with him and he would copy that. And so a lot of our first conversations were just songs and music. Um, actually, we laugh. I had told the boys this story. Um, I'll never forget it. His Nana and Craig were outside the night before and it was dark and they had heard mooing. But we are in the country and we're near cows. And um, all of a sudden, the next day, they didn't think anything about it. And then the next day, Alex is just saying, cow, 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 cow. And Craig and I are looking all over the house. Like, where's the cow? What is he talking about? Where's this picture? Where is this came from? Because cows were not a show he watched. He watched trains. He played with cars. And he played with trucks. And he lined them up and laid on the floor and just played with them. No animals. No animal sounds. Didn't like our cats. Like. <laughs> what is this cow? And we're like searching and he's getting mad. And it just kept cow, 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 cow. We're like, okay, finally. And we felt so dumb. We finally listened to him. We went outside, but he wasn't telling us to go outside. He just was saying cow and wandering around the house. Right. And he wasn't pointing. And so we go outside. And um, at the time we were having our landscaping done and we didn't have a fence around our pool. We almost had a cow in our pool. (laughs) They had gotten free from the neighbor's farm and we had cows in our yard. Oh my gosh. And so Alex saying, so we're frantically keeping the cow to not fall into our pool and called the farmer to get the cows home. Oh, that's crazy. (laughs) And so, but that was kind of his limits. It was just what he couldn't tell us cows were outside. Right. He just said cow. Right. So, you know, that was probably I would say um kindergarten he started putting together sentences and we also joked that he must have not wanted to talk because once he could kind of say he wanted to like say sentences right and then um but with the bullying stuff he still was very quiet right until later yeah Um, I think he found more of his voice later and then high school a lot more talkative and college I've heard he's even way more talkative than so <laughs> so what age then did you become involved with special olympics and I do want to show you this comment um, as you were talking about him being a brother earlier um, this is my mom actually and she posted what a great big brother you are I was I was about 11 close okay because we're starting our 10th year in Special Olympics, we yes. figured out. Okay. So you're getting close to being 21 then. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter just hit that a couple months ago. Uh, oh. <laughs> I feel it. I denial. feel it definitely. Denial. So, so tell me, do you want to talk about Special Olympics now or do you want to finish and, and do you want to talk more about your, your grade school and your high school career? It's up, it's up to you. I really don't. Okay. Well, let's, we're going to put Special Olympics on the back burner for just a little bit. So, so uh-huh. things got better for you in junior high. Um, I remember that your mom told me when we first met that you were told that you would never run. And then when you started running, you were not encouraged by coaches. Am I getting this right, Crystalline? At the beginning. Okay. Um, there and it was, people didn't understand that he liked to run the longer distances too. So I think part of it was not 
in a way that they didn't want to support. They just were shocked at that you did it and liked it because he didn't talk about it, even at junior high age. So he didn't get the support, nor do individuals at those times wanting to stay around and watch someone run the long distance. Right. And they, and he wasn't fast at first, um, but he loved it. Running was always his stress reliever. That and spinning on a merry-go-round for hours and hours and hours. But th- that was his way to cope with the world. I can't. I can't really spin too long without getting sick anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a bummer. I know. <laughs> so I think I think she just answered my question of of what is the draw for you to be a cross country runner? Because that's a lot of running and there's a lot of by yourself. Well, you don't know what you're, number one, when you're out running, you really don't know what you're gonna get to see unless you ran the course a couple times. So it's a new course every time. Some of it's interesting, some of it's just around, around an open area and in circle that's not too often that's a couple of times that's more that's more track right so do you now, just... I wasn't a big, big Sorry, track person, but i like the family type atmosphere that coach short and coach howard provided and that's it wasn't really the i mean whether or not i like track is i didn't I did like the coaches. I really did like how everyone respected each other and cheered everybody on. And that's really what it comes down to is whether it's not whether or not you like it, it's it's the person who who's in charge of it. How are they? What type of personality they have? Yeah. Yeah. And how supportive are they? And I think from my interview with Coach Short and speaking to other people who have been involved in his sports program, and um, I don't know Coach Howard as well. um, I, I think that's a big priority for both of them is to have a type of family atmosphere. Right. Um, in fact, I, I feel like Coach Short said that about the football team specifically that that's his goal. You know, he's not just training some athletes for a few years, but that he's really working on your character and, you know, that, that he wants everybody to still rely upon each other 10, 20 years after high school. So um, we have a comment here. It says, hi, Alex and Crystal Lynn. So happy special Olympics Olympics brought me into your lives. So apparently, you know, that person. (laughs) Um, and I'm, I don't know what exactly um, Michael is LOLing to. I popped up a, a little while ago and I'm like, what did he say? That was funny. I, so, but anyway, he says, he says, LOL. Um, he's going to be on next week. So um, join back in for that next week. So in high school, um, sounds like you had some pretty good support systems as right. far as your coaches and, and your family. Um, what about, classmates were they very supportive of you or better support for you than maybe in grade school or how was that classmates are very supportive I mean there's a couple but a couple of bad bad apples but they're mostly good apples in high school and they supported me and 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 it's the same now in college what what I've never it's like a it's like a fan the the, pro- the teacher who runs the program kind of makes us all like a family. We rely on each other and each other and she'll sometimes feed us and we'll have like a mini Christmas party and we help each other out when we need it. That's awesome. So Michael explained that it was um, getting sick on the merry-go-round that he thought was funny. <laughs> I'll say, um, um, and I'll say it again and again, but that Robin Becker turned a lot of things around. 
And also, um, I know he's going to talk about it a little bit in his speech. It's kind of like we finally had to just stop hiding that he had autism. It wasn't going to go away. Mm-hmm. And we finally started talking about it and educating people about it. I think that really helped right. a lot more. And so then when he went into high school, um, it was fun to see these young boys kind of grow up to men. And I think it's a big conversation that Central has about their sports teams. Um, He had people on the football team. He had classmates that were on the baseball team. He had classmates on the basketball team. These are some top athletes who said, Alex, you sit with lunch with us and we'll make sure nothing happens to you. And it tries to make me not tear up. But to have these young men say, you're from Germantown and we have you. Yeah. As a parent, we were scared of him going. Sure. Because it was bigger. It was unknown. You know, we kind of knew Germantown's bubble. but. You know, now we're going to a lot of places and, you know, we hoped everything was going to be okay, but we also knew we had a bullying issue in the beginning, but we were hoping his voice was strong enough that he could take care of it. Um, Our niece and his cousin was there, so we knew he had someone to look after him, but I didn't know that the Germantown family would be there. And I think it's a big moment to mention you know that central does promote it to be a family and they treated him that way so it was he wasn't eating by himself at lunch table he had a crew and you can't as a parent watching your kid being left out a lot of times there's not words to put into that And I hope there's more people in the world that want to be helpers to make sure that no one's ever alone. So that's, we're blessed. We were blessed. There's word there. I have heard more horror stories um, from small towns, but also from big towns. And so I, I agree with you that we are blessed in this area to have coach short and, and coach Howard and, and the whole, central staff um they do quite a lot um and i'm and i'm very thankful to them and impressed with them so um so for somebody who wasn't always necessarily um encouraged to run long distances (laughs) because it was a misunderstanding so to speak of how that was um and you're now on a full ride in college and I don't know if it happened to the audience, but to me, you kind of got frozen for a second when you were talking about going from high school to KC. Um, but I do want to emphasize that, again, it's a trust issue. And you mentioned it, that, you know, you knew the people that he was going to high school with for the most part. Um, but here he was, you know, going to go on these trips. And and these trips, like, what's the farthest distance you've had to travel for um, a cross country meet with Kaskaskia College. New 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 Mexico. Wow. Out of six, 16, 18 hour bus ride. How was that? It was pretty good. Was it? Quiet. Some people got antsy in the end, but yeah. I didn't want the bus driver to stop and take her breaks, but <laughs> I mean, the bus driver's got to have her breaks. I mean, she doesn't have a robo potty that she can just sit on. <laughs> right, exactly. Most definitely. And so that was that one, Crystalline, that you were able to go on, or is that one where you were just... able to go that one? Okay. So and um, then Iowa was this year, so that's the yes. second longest. She flew. She flew on a Sprite can with wings to come watch me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know what that means, but it sounds funny. <laughs> it's a tiny <laughs> little plane. Oh. <laughs> it was a little bigger than that. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember seeing your post about that. Now that you yeah. said that, yeah, to go to Iowa, yeah. Um, so have you ever sent him on one of these trips without you guys being there? Yes, there's been a few. Um, and with social distancing, there's been some races this year more that we weren't able to go. Um, we did one long trip to Kentucky right? that he went by himself. And then um, with 
COVID-19, um, there were several races that they didn't have spectators. So okay. we had to make the choice this year that he had to go by himself. So, Right. And again, that trust issue. And, mm-hmm. and now that he has a voice. Um, right. But that, that trust issue was something that um, I wrote about in, I don't know if you guys know that I have a book out, um, but I wrote about that in the book that families who have a child with special needs have to have a completely different level of trust mm-hmm. when it comes to sending their child out into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to share, and then we're going to jump into Special Olympics because I want to make sure to talk about all the great things that have happened in your life because of Special Olympics. But Michael says family does not need to be blood. Love our community. He's um, right. Uh, yeah, I would agree too. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So let's let's jump into the Special Olympics. Um, I think I want you to go ahead and read that speech um, that you guys prepared. And while you're doing that, I'm going to show the pictures that um, your mom shared with me. And there's, I, I'm going to warn people because the one little like video clip, it kind of freaked me out the first time I saw it <laughs> um, because Alex disappears. So <laughs> I'm just going to. I'm just going to let you know that ahead of time because I was like, wait, what, what, what just happened? Um, so let me get my share screen up and um, get that going. It's probably me being a bad photographer. <laughs> no, no, it was supposed to, I think it was supposed to be that way, but it was just, I was not <laughs> expecting it. So it really kind of threw me for a loop. All right. So Alex or Crystalline, whichever one of you is going to read it as you read. Oh, it's I'll him. This is all him. Okay. All right. <laughs> So you guys can see the pictures, right? I want to make sure yeah. that, okay. And I'm going to try to, um, I don't think I can make it any bigger. No, I don't see an option to do that. Okay, so I'll just flip through as you're reading. All right. We are like blackbirds through the orange groves, floating on a warm wind. When we run, we own the earth, the land is ours. We speak the bird's language, not immigrants no more not stupid. When we run, our spirits fly. We speak to the gods. When we run, we are the gods. This poem is from my favorite movie, McFarlane, about cross-country running. I love this quote because even though I am not an immigrant, I am still a minority. I am a person with an intellectual disability. I am not stupid. I am an athlete. And with Special Olympics, all I can fly. Hi. My name is Alexander Hegan, and I am a Special Olympics of Illinois athlete leader. I am also a proud member of the Clinton County Cats. Let me share a little bit about me. I'm the oldest of four boys, a 20-year-old sophomore at Kaskaskia College on the D2 Kaskaskia College cross-country team on a full-ride scholarship. I have quite a lot of bling. I've been a Special Olympics athlete for almost 10 years. But 10 years ago, This wasn't even my story. This wasn't even my future. I was a scared, sad, lonely, and depressed 10-year-old boy. I was scared to play basketball with my classmates at school because I was made fun of. I had parents at another local Clinton County town yell at me when I hit off a baseball tee, calling me a cheater. I hated sports. I honestly hated school. My grades were C's, D's, and sadly, even F's. I wanted to be a part of school athletics, but I was tired of being teased, called names, being bullied, being locked in a locker room and getting laughed at. I was scared. I didn't have friends. I was very lonely, isolated. Father wasn't excited about my mom's idea of joining Special Olympics, and honestly, I wasn't sure either. It was apparent that I had an intellectual disability, but Dad was worried being a Special Olympics athlete might make more classmates make fun of me. He didn't want people to realize I was different, but honestly, people already knew who I was and I loved who I was. I am a real funny guy. But Dad has seen the change in growth and is one of my biggest fans. Reluctantly, I went to my first Special Olympics practice. They welcomed me in, no questions asked. My teammates, my coaches, sport and encouraged me. Way to go, Clinton County Cats. Special Olympics made me brave and wanting to try and play sports I would never try it on my own. This opportunity allowed me to do what other kids my age get to do. Now I'm in a place where I feel safe to be me. 
and it gives me something to talk to my classmates about. I get to play basketball and I love it. And hey, I even play mean defense. Thank you for letting me fly and giving me confidence. Special Olympics has allowed me to try new sports. I would I would never think I could succeed in. My biggest my biggest moment, I had the courage to try out for cross country at Central High School, made the varsity team and competed at all the meets and improved on my running time. I was told many times I wouldn't make it to college, but I ran in Albuquerque, New Mexico last year, and this year we ran in Fort Dodge, Iowa for the NJCAA championship. Our Cascaskia Blue Devils finished 14th, the best finish Casey has ever had. I am now a true athlete. Thank you for letting me fly and helping me dream. Special Olympics has also given me opportunities I never dreamed I could do. By becoming a Special Olympics athlete leader, I had the opportunity to do radio and TV commercials. I got to work with Johnny Hacker, Pro Bowl punter for a commercial to support Special Olympics of Illinois and the R-Word campaign. I did a commercial with the Gateway Grizzlies. I got to go to, go to Washington, D.C. to advocate for Congress's support for the Special Olympics and Project Unified. I got to celebrate our Secretary of State's birthday in 2019. I had the opportunity to speak to two governors in Illinois about the importance of inclusion. I have been on several committees and worked hard during the Special Olympics 50th anniversary discussing the importance of Special Olympics valuable sponsors. I am now a star and a role model. Thank you for letting me fly. This year, I had the opportunity to help pivot Special Olympics during COVID-19. I have worked on several virtual events and helped the first annual virtual summer games. Currently, I, am, I have been playing eSports with my 14-year-old brother, board of directors, and all elite wrestling to evolve a whole new platform for Special Olympics. Thank you for letting me fly and encouraging us. Without Special Olympics, coaches and teachers at Germantown, Central High School, and Kaskaskia, I wouldn't be the man I am today. Luckily, I found my voice. I was included. I was supported. Many other individuals like me are not so lucky. I might have my medals, my trophies, but inclusion is more important and more worth than any trophy you can get. That is awesome. That is a beautiful speech. Now, that was a speech that you had given at what event? Now, I know that some of it was updated, but what? I gave that speech at several events. It was originally written for Glena, but we it's been modified so many times for several different events because the relevance of that speech is very is very important. And the speech is still relevant to a lot of so he's gonna be humble right now. So Glena okay, is um <laughs> my most favorite special olympic event it's the winter games it's in galena illinois you have to win gold in your local events to be able to go um usually regional sometimes they have sectionals in different events or that was a regional and um, he was invited to be the keynote speaker in front of all the board of directors all the sponsors the law enforcement torch run which raises a lot of funding for special olympics and at this very young age, he came in front of a crowd of hundreds of people and poured his soul about his life. So that was over four years ago when that opportunity did come into his you know, life. And there wasn't a dry eye in the house because you knew it was real. Um, he was telling it from the heart. Yeah, and I... I will be very honest, when I read the speech the other day before it was updated, I was crying. And I had tears in my eyes today as you read it. Um, and it is such a joy and such a privilege for me to be able to share your story with and joy anyone. and a privilege to be, to be with you today. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So um, I don't know if you've been able to see some of the comments while I was off screen, moving the pictures around, there were some things that were popping up. Um, so I just want to share all of them with you. So again, this is my mom and she's saying that you're amazing. Your speech is amazing. Um, Marcia Kessler says inspirational. 
And Michael says that he had the privilege to watch you race, not only a fantastic runner, but a fantastic young man. And his family is just as amazing. Crystal Lynn and Craig, I'm sure you are very proud. I know things are not always easy, but as a family, you have persevered. Um, you, Alex, I, did you do a therapeutic writing or why, why do I think that that is how we connected to begin with? I did, I did in Chicota for two okay. years. Yeah. Okay. So I guess it was out there that, that I connected with you. Um, so, um, we did Chicota until, so he mentioned the leadership program. You kind of have to be given a nod and, um, in the beginning and it's changed a little bit and I can't say how they pick someone. We had gone to Galena again, so it's snowshoeing. So he runs in snow. Um, we don't have snow here. So we train on um, grass, mud, and mostly sand at Carlisle Lake. Okay. And um, you do have to advance gold to make it in. And Special Olympics does um, divide individuals by ability. So Alex won't be running against someone who is new to the sport. He's to the advanced tier right. for snowshoeing. But that's not where he was originally. Um, he's put a lot of hours and work, um, even with going and running cross country. Like, I'll never forget talking. And yes, I was the parent that did go have a conversation with the coach. Hey, my son does have a disability. Um, he wants to run cross country. Is this feasible? And as you've heard from Coach Short and all of them and um, his coaches at the time, it was like, yes, <laughs> flat out, yes. And um, his coach basically said um, at the moment he ran a 5K in 45 minutes. And coach said, you know, if I have to sweep you off the two-mile mark, I will. But I will always start you. But if you get oh. pulled behind, you know, and, and warned him. And you never. Mm -hmm. Never had that happen. Right. And which coach is that? That's Coach Peters. Yes. So another central teacher and amazing human being. And so um, and then Coach Cat came later. Right. Um, but and Coach was very real with him. And he needed to be. And gave him what, if you put the work in, this is what happens. And so that first year, he went to from 45 minutes to 28. 22. No, not originally, not the first year. 20. I was 22 my um, sophomore year. Well, my last race was a 22. I yeah, that's senior year. <laughs> <laughs> sophomore year, 28. And then 20, then he got better his sophomore year. I think you got into the 25s. Right. And then his junior year. I PR'd at 1746 at yes. one of the races. And he became Central's number one runner. Mm-hmm. That and year, I, and I stuck wow. it in 18s my senior year. Oh my so, gosh! Yeah. So and now he runs. So and the girls stay the same for our areas. Um, cross country running, they still run a 5K, but boys get bumped up to an 8K. That's five miles. So oh. you have to go from three to five, and so your best time. For the 5K was 31.29. And then wow. the worst time was um, 39.20, I believe. We don't talk about that one. That's a windy day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just impressed that you finish. I mean, to be right. honest, um, I, I tried to, to get into running multiple times in my life. And it's just, I don't know. I can't, I can't get the rhythm. Maybe I need to have you come and teach me how to get that long distance breathing and pacing and all of that stuff so that I can become a, at least a 5k runner. Um, I can walk it in under an hour. So I guess I'm not too bad, but um, certainly couldn't, couldn't run a 5k in under a half an hour. So um, that's, that's quite incredible. Um, I just wanted to share this comment with you. So very proud of all of your accomplishments. Thanks Aunt Judy. So it sounds like you have a lot of fans, Alex. Yes. <laughs> so so you... there's typically about 200 some comments. Sometimes I read them. Sometimes, sometimes I don't get through all of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's okay. At least you're honest and you're, you, but you appreciate 
everybody's yeah. comments, whether you. I, I appreciate everybody's comments, whether I know them, whether I don't know them, or I may not remember them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so I, I got to ask you this. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a squirrel right now at this moment, because when you just said That's that fine. about sometimes you don't you don't know people. Um, there was a few times when I would say, hey, Alex, and then I'd have to tell you who I was because I wasn't sure you yeah. remembered me. Um, but the the last several times I've seen you, and one of those times was at your brother's school. And and you mentioned that earlier that you work at your brother's school. What yes. do you do there? I I clean. Okay. I help Carl out. Okay. And I have great I have great bosses, great supervisor. They're very, very flexible with me. Yeah. They work with your school schedule and your sports yes. schedule and stuff. Okay. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. So um, we have a, about nine minutes left. I, I try never to go right. over an hour. Um, so what kinds of things, well, if there's anybody in the that's watching that would like to ask him a question, you've all had beautiful comments, sure. but if there's anything you would like to know, um, I, Alex is pretty much an open book in my yeah. experience. Um, he, he, and, and he's, you've done a beautiful job of, of sharing with us today. Um, but Alex, do you have words of advice or words of encouragement that you definitely want to say to people or maybe students who might be going through what you went through? Work hard, but stay humble and celebrate your achievements, but stay humble at the same time. Got to give credit where credit's due to. And yeah, and obviously, if you put your mind to it, you can do it. I'll let anybody tell you you can't. That's awesome. That's very awesome. Is there anybody, I know that you you have thanked your mom and dad, um, and you've talked about your coaches, but is there anyone else that maybe you think you would like to say thank you to that you haven't said thank you to in person, or that you just want to make it known to whoever watches this, how important that person or those people um, are to you or have been in your lifetime. So I have a teacher at Casey that I have for about 90% of my classes. She's very inclusive and, and she respects everybody and everybody respects each other. She's helped me out when I needed it and needed it and then then she always says that if she, if you disrespect anybody, then she'll, that's when she gets angry with you, but. <laughs> I'm with her on that. Yeah. And then, and then also Jerry and Marion Albers from Special Olympics, my coaches. Then oh. Fred, I have a lot of coaches that I'd like to thank. Yeah. Mom is helping you remember Fran. me. Yeah, and don't forget about <laughs> Fran with Special Olympics and Chicota. She helped there. Dave and Kay, Langan Horse, and all and all, everybody involved with Chicota that's helped me over the years. Did you know that every Friday I do a show with Fran? It's called Friday I, with I, Fran. I did, but I don't think he did. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I He's been not. so busy with schoolwork that we right. kind of told him to stay away from Facebook. <laughs> and Fran actually was the one to say, and I had thought about reaching out to you guys. And then Fran's like, you really need to reach out to, to Alex. And I was like, oh, yes, I got to get on that. I got to do that. So um, it is thanks to Fran somewhat that you are with us here today. Um, and there was there's one last thing that I want to try to get in here really quick because I we talked about this right before we went on um, that you had an IEP in high school. And now that you're in college, the IEP has kind of gone away, but the supports have still been available to you. To Yeah. Can you talk just really briefly about that? So I can test in a quiet testing center. And there are some classes that are proctored that, you can go in a you go in a quiet room. You're not allowed to talk. You're not allowed to do anything else but take the test. So they they've got support systems even without I with with or without an IEP. They 
Kaskaskia College does a really good job of supporting you. They have really great staff who know what they're talking about. And, that, and for the ones who are like with degree programs, they've been in the field for so many years. They know what they're talking about. So overall, the experience is awesome. You get a little inside from them. That's awesome. And yeah, you, you were saying beforehand that not only do you get the support because of the IEP, but you get a lot and possibly more support because of being involved with the sports programs through KC, right. um, because they're really on their athletes about doing well in school and getting assignments in and having prepared for class and all that sort of thing. All right. So last chance, anything else that either one of you want to say to the audience? I, 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 I said my stuff, mom. I think he's a big example of, and going on, which other people have stated before in your program of he put the work in. He's put hours at work. A lot of people don't realize like, you know, his long runs are 10 or 15 miles. Wow. That's yes. That's hours on his body, hours and time. And he didn't give up. Like, um, so many people had dismissed him from even a very early age of not even wanting him into the program for pre-K, wanting him already to go somewhere else. And he didn't take that to heart. It's hurt him. I won't lie, but he doesn't take that negativity to heart and he turns it around to something positive. And there's times that I can't do that. Um, is He doesn't hold a grudge very no. hard with anybody. He just kind of no. prays and lets it go. And I commend him highly on that. And no limit. I, I think his view is no limit. He has some pretty high achieving goals that he wants with Special Olympics. Right. You can tell them about that. <clears throat> so I have goals that I want to be able to go to World Games one day and then also be on the Special Olympics Board of Directors one day. So I think um, you can do it. I, I totally believe I, in you. And I have one more piece of advice for everyone out there. Okay. Golden grudge is only going to hurt you later on. It ain't going to hurt nobody else. I mean, you can, there's one thing I was told by one of the counselor at a running camp. You, you can be mad at that person for 30 seconds. 30 seconds. That's it. Wow. After that, your emotions are your responsibility. Wow. You just had to carry it on. It's going to make you miserable. Nobody else. And that's, that, and I live by that. And I'm like, I let it go. If, if, if they do something to me, they do something. I mean, if they make me mad, I just say, I just say something. I may say something. That's about it. That I is wish awesome. no harm. I wish no foul. I ain't going. I ain't gonna hunt you down. I ain't. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, I've said that for many years. We're we're not grammar police here. It's okay. <laughs> Sometimes mom is. I know. My aunt is. <laughs> well, that that is awesome, and I think that is an excellent stopping point. Um, I think that's great advice for everyone, and the inclusion revolution, um, choose to include that. That's all that, that you're asking for, you know, right. it was, to, was to just be part of whatever was going on in a positive way. Um, so again, I thank you both so, so much for joining me today for sharing. Um, hopefully, you know, I know that Justin Dunning is our regional director for special Olympics. Yes, um, so he hopefully is. he had a chance to do this and Coach Short, I know, wanted to watch, so I hope he gets a chance as well. Um, for those of you who joined and commented today, thank you so very much for that as well. Um, 
if you would like to get a free IEP checklist, um, hop on over to my website, ShellyKino.com. And thank you all. God bless you all. And have a great, great day. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.